Hey guys, welcome to episode three of CMD Towers Brews and Builds. I'm Mr. Combo number five, and my fellow host is the only guy in the multiverse capable of drinking grun under the table, Big Tuck. How's it going, buddy? Hey, what up, Mr. Combo? How we doing today? Oh, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. And yes, I am wearing pants again. Yes, it's also a thousand degrees here in the Midwest, and Mr. Combo is wearing long sleeves and pants and... Some sweet new kicks. Actually, oh, those are actually, yeah. Those are, okay, those are actually pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah. They're actually the Coming to Americas, uh, the Giannis Yankamaba, I can't pronounce it. Yaga, uh, not, not gonna, gonna make shoes anymore. So. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they're actually featured after one of my favorite films as a kid, Coming to America with Eddie Murphy. You know, I've actually never seen that all the way through. Really? Do you have it? Do you have it on DVD? Of course I okay, have Okay, good. It. I'll borrow it. Squee McGee, our awesome producer, please scold Big Tuck for not seeing Coming to America all the way yeah, through. Man, what the fuck are you doing? I don't know. I just, it wasn't like a thing. We, years. We James Earl Jones, we Arsenio in, Hall. Come on, we weren't in any Murphy household growing up. So oh, I've never that, seen. That I've never seen. Actual. I've never seen any of the Beverly Hills Shelter. Cops. What? I, yeah, no, none of them. You need to leave. We were, we were like Nutty Professor. I think was the one we oh, probably the watched the most. Friendly. So you yeah. got into the family yeah, friendly yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Eddie Murphy. I didn't see. I didn't see Trading Places all the way through until last Christmas. Oh my goodness! Yeah, isn't that crazy? Oh, that is crazy. Growing up to do over there. I know. I know. I know. But anyways, thanks for tuning into our podcast, guys. And this was only able to happen by our fantastic producer Squee McGee and his production company Rich Chaos Records here in Kansas City. And also, I want to give a big shout out for the music in the episode provided by Pink Royal. Like, we always want to start with every podcast. We kind of want to talk about the last week in games or stuff that's maybe gone on while we've been playing. A big thing is Big Tuck was actually out of town this last weekend. Yeah, I was in Minneapolis drinking a lot of beer, so that was good. Well, not surprised. surprised. (laughs) This is Brews and Builds. Yeah. Uh, So one, one of us had to drink one of us had to play magic. Here we are. So I actually won with my Arabo cat deck. It's a it's a Robo. Whatever. <laughs> And I won with it. It's a Silentia deck. Uh, what its abilities? I don't really care about because I don't think I casted it once that game. Yeah, I mean, I I also have it, and it's just like, eh. did you did you win and play? Was it plane chase or anything fun, nope. or was it just straight up? Just straight up. Yeah, I mean, it's you cast cats, then you swing with cats, and then you attach equipments <laughs> to cats and swing again. It's it's kinda, very meow. It's, oh. meow. Now, I like it because I'm a cat person, but it's still when it comes around in the rotation, I'm just like, oh, all right. Like. You know what? And I was the exact same way. It was the last one I had to do in my rotation. But to give you guys a little bit of context on why I actually ended up even building this deck, because I always buy all four mm-hmm. of the, the commander precons. And we will be getting into C19 yes. at the end of the episode. So stay tuned. But what I ended up doing is I actually had a Zelda themed deck. It was. Oh, that, yeah. yeah. I, I can't remember the commander. Uh, Rafiq. Of Rafik the, the mini, yeah, probably still like the archetype Voltron commander. Yeah, outside of what's it, Ertril the Mist, Ural the Miststalker. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But what I ended up doing is I had to dismantle that deck. So that deck was actually a Zelda themed deck. Yeah, it was cool. Where where he was actually like Zelda, and I had some Link, other right? Link. Yeah, yeah and then yeah. I had someone else in the deck for Zelda. For that. I know we would get flamed. <laughs> and you know I had all the different characters, but the big thing on the deck was equipment based because it seems mm-hmm. like Link always has a billion yeah, things. Grappling but hook, then yeah. The, yeah, the deck just sucked. Everyone <laughs> just killed him. Yeah, as spot. soon as I think if you get lucky, you get one or two big wins with Rafik and you feel great about it. And yep. then the next time you play, it's just removal, 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 removal. And Pretty yeah. much. And so what I ended up doing is all these badass sort of insert and inserts that I had in the deck and, and plus some other ones like Grafted Exoskeleton. I said, you know what? Let me just jam it in the cat deck. Why not? I'll just have this deck there. So I ended up having out Jedit, 
who creates a 2-2 forest walk kitty cat, which, by the way, it did not matter because I was the only one playing green uh, on the battlefield uh, every time he attacks or blocks. And I had him equipped with Sword of Feast and Famine, Light and Shadow, and Fire and Ice. Oh, nice. wait, really? <laughs> yeah, I had all That's three. Awesome. And then I had Raksha out there. And when they're equipped, all cats get plus two, plus two, and double, double strike. strike. Yeah, yeah. So as you can imagine, I smacked a lot of face. I yep. made grown men cry, and they all just quit. <laughs> and that was it. Yeah, and that was pretty much it. So with you not being here this last week, did you get any games <clears> in <throat> out in the wild? Well, at my current place of employment, which shall go unnamed, uh, we have a couple people that have been coming and playing with us on Sundays. And now that we have a previous player who was an intern is now working full time, we decided to start playing during lunch. So we've already gotten five people in and I think we're adding a six next week. So it's kind of been pretty normal games because everyone there is pretty junior. But it's exciting now that I can get in a game or two during the week if I need to scratch that itch at the office on the company dime. So that's pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah, that is fantastic, man. <laughs> but I don't, yeah, I don't really have anything okay. super exciting. Well, to talk I, about. I do have some exciting news to share with you and all 13 of our listeners out there. Hark? Hark? So I actually made the recommended changes to my Karametra deck from our last podcast. Uh, I ended up buying around three, nope. Four to five different cards from uh-huh. recommendations you made, recommendations that I made, Sweet. ones that we just kind of talked about. And so I jammed him in, uh, and we're going to see how that plays. I did the same thing. Because <laughs> <laughs> yes. I had him lying around, and I was like, all right, yeah, let's put it in. Yeah, so really, we it thought... Was, so that was, but that was really fun for... And this, again, is worthless for anyone who's not the two of us. <laughs> but it was really fun to listen to that again. Just the and, two of us. Yeah. It was really fun to listen to it again and actually, you know, look through and make the cuts that they were talking yeah. about. So, yeah, no, it's, it was fun. It was, it yeah, was really fun. No, I, I'm so excited. I really haven't made changes to that Karametra deck thematically in a long time. Did you get rid of Revive? No, I didn't, but I did put... Uh, you know what? I don't want to share it. I don't want to spoil it. We need to see if so they show I'll, up tomorrow. I'll, I'll see it. Okay. You'll see it. So <laughs> Yeah, right. We all we both know that when you go spend $100 on cards to put them into a deck, you don't see them for five games. So anyways, uh, that's so true. Yeah. It's very painful. So anyway, guys, Bruise and Pills is our deck tech series and it's really all about the decks that Big Tuck and I have created on our path to 32. So each of these podcasts, we're going to talk about one of those paths to 32 decks, but in a cool manner of brewing beers. Yep. So we broke it down into four categories just to kind of help correlate what does magic deck building have anything to do with beer? So we did it this way. Rampant setting your board state is the grain bill. Yep. So grains are the foundation of a beer. They include both base malts and specialty malts, usually about a 60 to 40 ratio. This helps with the color, taste, and most importantly, the alcohol content of a beer. Decks also always need ways to grow, stabilize, and ramp into your bigger threats. And just like a grain profile, they're usually a mix of staples and specialty cards. Awesome. And then the next step in that process is how does your board interact with the rest of the board? We're calling that the hop profile. Yep, and hops give the beer its patented bitterness and herbal floral flavors, a.k.a. Mr. Combo's least favorite part of beer, which he already doesn't like. They grow grow in a variety of stands and strands and help distinguish subcategories like IPAs. Our hop choices help clear and interact with the board so your deck can do what it wants. And then the uh, third one on that list is gonna be yeast. And that's really how the deck closes out. How do you win the game with insert funny name deck? Yes, and uh, yeast are actual microorganisms that eat the sugar from the grain and poop out alcohol and CO2. It adds the alcohol content and the carbonation to the beer. Without the yeast, you'd be drinking flat sugar water. And without yeast cards, 
cards, your deck wouldn't meet the goal of winning the game. Yep. And then for the fourth one, we do have shenanigans, fun stuff, pet guard synergies, insert, however you like to call yep. it. But we're going to call that the spice package. Yep. And not every beer has these, but spices and additives help separate a normal stock beer from a specialty beer. It could be the pepper that turns a stout into a jalapeno stout or the addition of hops that turn an IPA into a double IPA. Similarly, not every deck has something that makes it pop, but if it does, this is where we talk about it. And then finally, we're going to cap it all off with yep. the bottle capping, which is just really big tuts and eyes opinions of what's going on in the world of magic, whether that be the card game, online, the potential movies, maybe an underwear line, who knows? It could be anything. It could be anything. So without further ado, let's get brewing. So this week, we're actually going to be talking about one of my decks. This is my four color non-white deck. I, I think there's a Nephilim name for these that these go by nah, but whatever. who could possibly care and the name is vile and thrasios feel the burn <laughs> so mr combo i have a couple questions for you yeah do you like plumbing no okay because this deck has everything and the kitchen sink in it <laughs> and does it have a kitchen finks yeah uh, ooh. No, because it's white. Ah! I know, and I just opened one of those. Okay, and then the second question is, do you like Matthew McConaughey? Of course. Okay, good, because just like whatever his name was in Ghosts of Girlfriends Past, <laughs> this deck is haunted by its previous mistakes. <laughs> I was pretty proud of that one. That yeah, was, that's fantastic. That, that, was, that was a shower thought. <laughs> um, so this deck was, and for all intents and purposes, is kind of a mess. I actually built this on my own road to 32, and since at the time everyone was building a Yidris deck, I wanted to try out something different. So this started as a defender slash curse deck oh that's right which you, can, you can imagine was consistently horrible Terrible. yep so then after that miserable failure i tried to move it to a 75 percent theme deck where it plays and steals from other players <laughs> that also didn't work because i never fully committed to that <laughs> and now it has a third section which is i every time i played it i realized vile smasher was very 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 good and he what he's good he was almost he was the only yeah shocker right who would have thought he was the only part of the deck that ever did anything. So then I tried to shoehorn in some bigger, more expensive cards to take advantage of his abilities. So uh, that kind of plays into one of my notes. Your <laughs> average CMC in this deck is over four. Yes. Holy balls. Yeah, so that's because, similar to my ninja deck, my pet ninja deck, yep. I play a lot of cards in here that are overcosted to deal a little bit more damage with Vile. Okay. It really doesn't do anything in its current build, but <laughs> with some recommendations we can talk about later, the idea is you get him out, okay. and then you start casting these big spells and smashing face. So All right. before we get into the CMC and the distribution yeah. further, let's talk about the two commanders. Oh yeah, absolutely. So the first one is Thrasios Triton Hero, and these are partner commanders. Yes. So he is a 1-3 legendary creature Merfolk Wizard for Simic, which is a green and a blue. He has an activated ability for four colorless mana, that scries one, then reveals the top card of your library. If it's a land card, you put it into the battlefield tapped, otherwise draw a card. To be honest, he's really only in here because it's a color combination, and every once in a while, I actually cast him and use the ability, but he usually is just a chump blocker. And that I find that so funny. So there's multiple different levels of EDH that you could play. And you can do the ultra kitchen mm -hmm. casual. You can go to your uh, local LGS and, I don't know, just want to jam some right, games, yeah, but you want to win. Sure. Or, or you try to play CEDH. And the funniest thing is Thrasios is a CEDH this, commander. This is, a, this, is this is one of the both, premier yeah. CEDH partners. Yes, this deck is hot garbage. <laughs> Yes. Oh, it's terrible. It's a complete mess. Um, and then Vile Smasher the Fierce is a legendary creature, Goblin Berserker. She is a 2-3 for one colorless and Rakdos, which is black and red. 
And then whenever you cast your first spell each turn, Vile Smash of the Fierce deals damage equal to the spell's converted mana cost to an opponent chosen at random. I kind of like that mechanic. I know some people think it's stupid because it's at random, <laughs> but as you will come to find out, that's one of my favorite things. I love random effects. I love chaos effects. And this one, when you cast it, you can just say, whoopsie, I didn't mean to blast you with a 15-15 for no reason. It was really the smasher. So this deck is one of the ones, this is another shower thought I had. This is an oh yeah deck, as in, oh yeah, I actually own this because I never do anything with it. And really the only time that I, the only time it really ever can shine sure. is during plane chase. Okay. It is a fun plane chase, but that being said, there's remnants of every deck it thing was that before. it was before, and now it's kind of turned into a bizarro Frankenstein's monster. However, I will say, I actually have seen this deck win several times, if you can believe it. I can't. I, I'm telling you, it's crazy. I, I'm thinking it's because they see they see your commanders, they're like, ooh, this is a good deck, yeah, but then and, they see then, you play <laughs> land for turn, and yeah. that's it for the first five, six mm -hmm. turns. They're like, oh, it's a garbage deck, it does yes. nothing. So then they leave you alone. Right, exactly, and then you close it out, so we talk a little bit about the the way that the deck can close out the game. And really the best case scenario is you let everyone else slug it out and then you only have one other person to attack That's every fair. single time with Vile Smasher. So before we kind of get into the cards that we want to talk about, I do have one question for yes, you on the deck. please. You got <laughs> what, besides why does this exist? <laughs> you got 13 sources of ramp, 36 mm -hmm. lands, but do you ever feel this deck plays slow considering your CMC is over four? Yeah, kind of. It really depends on the opener because there's two games that happens in this. Yes, it runs really slow, and you're pretty much just begging Thrasios to do something and hopefully draw you a decent card. <laughs> yeah. Or you hit your ramp package, you get Vile out early, and then you can do pretty much whatever you want. Okay. So I think that there's ways that you can make it faster. And we'll get into that later. Yeah, and we will get into that uh, as well. Again, this is... Okay. When I play this deck, I just know it's just going to be fun. Okay. So I don't really... I try not to think too much about it, That's which fair. explains a lot. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, without further ado, you know, let's dive into this. Uh, I want to kick this off because I do have a question why this is in your grain bill sure because i play this card and i definitely consider it more of a hop card okay so increasing ambition so for yeah. anyone who's really not familiar with increasing ambition it's a sorcery four colorless and a black mm -hmm. basically two to your card for a library put that card into your hand and then if this card was cast from your graveyard instead search your library for two cards and put those cards into your hand then shuffle and you can flash it back for seven colorless and a black yeah this so is it's a great tutor this is also one that this is in my grain bill to talk about as well so okay. it works out perfect perfect so I, I love this card because it is a basically triple tutor mm -hmm. for what would that be 13 yeah you're breaking that down to four ish per so it's basically like having four diabolic tutors mm -hmm. in your deck i like it it's a good yep. card it gives you great uh, it gives your deck a lot of flexibility kind yeah. of, it's, it's a toolbox card so but I, I why is it in a grain I, not a hop there was, i feel like you want it as a oh i need a tutor to get an answer for the board yeah there was a lot in here that could have really gone in multiple categories there i thought there's going to be a lot more spice so you're saying you swing multiple and this, ways and the, yes this deck swings a lot of ways uh, and it it does, it does have a lady and a gentleman at the helm, so I'm Ooh. just saying. Going to key parties in Ravnica. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's all over the place. Okay. This, could, this could also be a hop. I agree this could be like a hop card. The one thing I'll say on it is that this card, it kind of is very thematic in, in terms of what the cards I like in the deck that do. Okay. It's, an over, it's a good ability that's over slightly overcosted, And then okay. late game, you can get big hit out of it. That's fair. Did, so, you, did you have any other thoughts that you wrote down around it? Um, not really. Like okay. I like I said, it's it's cool because you can fetch what you need, then headshot for eight, 
fetch again. Okay. So I, it's a, it's a closeout card. There's cards like tutors, which I think really depend on the deck, right? So sure. if you're tutoring for growing your board, then it's more of a grain. And if you're tutoring for end games, then I'd say it's more of a hop, right? Because okay. not not every deck uses a tutor to go find its its finisher combo piece. Sure. Sometimes you use it to stabilize. So All right. I could see it either way, but yeah, I, I think this card kind of gets overlooked a fair amount. And I think the whole increasing run is very good. Yeah, absolutely. Well, what's your uh, second card on your green bill? Sure. So it's an enchantment that's called Stolen Strategy. Okay. Okay. So this is a new one, newish one out of Battle Bond. <laughs> this is a remnant of the second cycle of this deck, the 75% <laughs> one. Four colorless and a red. At the beginning of your upkeep, exile the top card of each opponent's library. Until end of turn, you may cast non-land cards from among those exiled cards. You may spend mana as though it were of any color to cast those spells. So I just think this gives the deck a lot of flexibility. Also, when I was trying to steal stuff from other players, this seems like one of the better ways to do it, especially in red. It's an enchantment. It's hard to get rid of. The thing I like a lot about it, too, is that you have the rest of your turn to cast the spells. So you don't necessarily have to cast them right now. So if you have one that's in your... If you have a card in hand that's a big smasher that you want to get out, you can play that. Or if you draw into something and you want to play that one, you have it just kind of enhances the cards you can play out of it. And at worst, you're exiling a card from someone else. So even if you get a big Avacyn or whatever the case may be, yeah, that you don't even want, right? Then you can just it's just gone for the rest of the game. Yeah. So I that's actually the reason I do like the card. It's not one Mm -hmm. of the ones that I picked, but I did look at it and Mm -hmm. consider it. You know, for five mana. It's hard to get rid of, mm-hmm. and in theory, you have three other opponents. That is yeah. card disadvantage for each of those three exactly. opponents, and a lot of times, people may do a tutor, and it has to go to the top. Yep. Well, on your turn, you just play you just strategy, yeah. and now you're going to take that, and even if you don't cast it, it stays exiled. Totally. Sometimes, I've actually played cards like this to where, you know, exile it till, you know, and I could cast it till end of turn, and I look at the card, and I'm like, well, that's a great card. I would love to cast that, but I actually choose not to, because I'd rather it stay in exile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they can't blow yeah. it up and potentially totally. get it back. So. And uh, the only other thing I'll say about it too. Very spiteful. Yes. Oh, it's a great, it's a great spite cast. The other thing too is that I thought this was a pet card, but this is the only deck I have it in. And I think this card's worth talking about too. Yeah. So that's what, that's what I got for that one. Okay. So my next one is Ancient Excavation. Yeah, so, <laughs> so I had Ancient Excavation and then cut it to talk about Stolen Strategy. Oh, that's so, funny. Yeah, we're done. Uh, on. I guess so, there's not that many good ones to talk no, about. No, there's so. really not. I actually struggled on the grain section, guys, for about yeah. 45 minutes yeah. trying to figure out, do there's I just gotta, talk about Birds of Paradise? There's, there's got to be something. There's got to be something. There's got to be an answer up there, Steve. There's got to be. <laughs> so Ancient Excavation's an instant, yeah. two colorless, blue black and it says draw cards equal to the number of cards in your hand then discard a card for each card drawn this way and then it has another ability basic land cycling mm-hmm. so for two mana of generic discard this card at instant speed search your library for a basic land card reveal it and put it into your hand then shuffle your library the reason i have this is one to talk about actually i don't like the top ability that much for mm-hmm. your deck but i like the fact that it can Okay, I'm kind of color hosed here yep, in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. It's sitting there. I could pay two mana, go get the color I need. Yep. Or late game, you know what? I got like four lands in my hand, and I really just, just need a banger right now. Yep. L- let me go draw four, discard four, and, and kind of see what I got. So that's the reason I picked it. It gives you a little bit of yep. flexibility. Granted, for this deck, I think there's probably a better card oh, out there. For sure. But, you know, <laughs> in terms of hot garbage, this is kind of what you would call Lu- lukewarm. lukewarm. Yeah, and uh, I think something that you, you pressed on that's important is that it's an instant, because Vile Smasher triggers the first spell of any turn. Oh, don't worry. We're going to get in 
into that because this deck needs a lot of tuning to better use him. Yes, no, I agree with you. So because it's also it draws you cards, it's also an instant. You, yep. You're probably going to do it on the, at the end of someone's turn and or at the beginning. Who knows? So yep, yep. No, I got gotcha. you. My last one is Seasons Past. Okay. This is a mythic sorcery. It's four colorless. I like how you highlighted that this one was it's mythic. A mythic. 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 It's a mythic, Harry. <laughs> it's four colorless, <laughs> two green. Return any number of cards with different converted mana costs from your graveyard to your hand, and then put this on the bottom of your library. So I actually just saw a game where someone was playing a Vile Smasher deck, okay. and they did an infinite tutor lock with this because it puts itself on the bottom of the, sure. of the library. But I don't want to get into it. One thing that one thing that I did like. I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah, I just uh, you know. <laughs> one thing that I noticed in this deck, and it's, I never used to care about this sort of thing until you started yelling at me about it about CMCs and whatnot. Yep. So I did notice that this deck has cards from one to nine CMC. So you're almost guaranteed to get at least a three or a four for one for this yep. one. And it's six mana, so that's another fuel in vile. for Vile. And the weird thing on it, though, that I was kind of surprised is that it's $3, which seems maybe a little expensive. But Yeah, I would say that's expensive. Um, for what it does? Yeah, definitely. Well, honestly, I have no opinions on this because <laughs> I, I, I'm not a big fan of the card. Really? You don't yeah, like that? I'm not a big fan. You know, I would much rather put in the Wildest Dreams. Yeah. Or the, oh, there's another green one that you get no maximum hand size for the rest of the game. Oh, uh, Praetor's Council. Praetor's Council. Yeah. Because that's what, two oh, mana yeah, more that, than this? Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> it's, one it's one more, I think. Okay. I think Praetor's Council is seven or eight. And yeah. that, that's actually, yeah. And then no, you that's get no maximum hand size. It's just, it's just, just better. better. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, don't know what to say. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> moving, my, moving right along. Moving right along. <laughs> chugga chugga. Uh, so, for my last green one, I actually cheated a little bit. Okay. I'm actually picking one of your commanders and it's funny because considering you don't use him i need to tell you why you need to start doing this so oh, i actually with, picked with thrasios. thrasios oh no I, I picked thrasios don't get me wrong i know it's an amazing card and i know it's great i just it just never happens so yeah so he, he already talked about it guys but here's the reason i'm saying it's a good grain one is considering there's only 13 total ramp things mm. in the deck 36 total cards and like he said his cmc's range from one to nine in this deck thrasios you can get out turn two and you know even if you don't ramp turn four you can then start putting some of those big bad boys on the bottom while you try to get sure, situated yeah. best case scenario is maybe you got that infamous turn one soul ring mm. and then you could so do his ability on turn three yeah. and you could really kind of Without spending the money to have the Sensei's Divining Top in right. the deck, you, you can start a, manipulating similar, that similar top. Effect, sure. Exactly. Uh, also, spoiler alert, before we started this episode, Mr. Combo told me how much he did not like this deck, yeah. so we can be honest with it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's it's not good, guys. And don't worry, yeah. we don't do we haven't done this so far in the previous two episodes that we've recorded. But I'm gonna have uh, what, some some some, 16 some Mr. Mr. Combo number five's uh, office hours at the after it, we it, get this, done with our three recommendations. This, this, guy, this needs to go to the this needs to go to the deck doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Delete. Yeah, I believe so, the term he used was hot garbage. Hot garbage. Yeah, hot garbage. Yeah, not not cold garbage, guys. <laughs> hot steamy garbage. So, anyways, uh, that's our grain bill. We're gonna move on to the hop profile so i kicked off grain bill yeah. big tuck why don't you kick off hops so this is pretty good utility card and again this is also a remnant of its copy theme before but i want to talk about clever impersonator 
I have it as well. Hey! hey! Yeah, it's great. Uh, so, two colorless and two blue. It's a creature shapeshifter. It says, you may have clever impersonator enter the battlefield as a copy of any non-land permanent, of any non-land permanent, of any <laughs> permanent that is non-land on the battlefield. A copy of any land not not land per what yes non-land <laughs> permanent it's great it's four mana for i want that okay. and i want my own i want my own version of it big you know, creature big enchantment big planeswalker it gets them all so the, the reason i picked this for me to talk about was mainly not for a ooh, you have something cool i actually looked at this as a way that you can make answers to other people's bs that they have on the oh, board okay. you know if, if i'm playing like my azorius deck and mm-hmm. i have one of those lockdown pieces out there oh well, you, you know, know like, what f you i'm yeah, gonna have a lockdown I'm, piece I'm too, lockdown piece too. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know that's kind of how i looked at it or like oh you have an omniscience well i'll just get an omniscience mm-hmm. and vomit out my hand i didn't look at it as so much of uh, oh, you have an Archangel Avison uh, or an Avison Angel of Hope. I'm going to get a copy of that. Right. More just, ah, you know what? I could really use insert whatever that sure, cool yeah. thing is and then I, you know, get a copy of it. So that's kind of why I liked it. Um, it's definitely very good versatility, easy to cast. And again, I'm guessing that most decks who have these partners would not run this card because mm-hmm. it doesn't really fit into either of them. But yep. again, this hard drive needs to get defragged. There's oh, all these there different leftover remnants and this is definitely one of this them. This thing it's needs still, to be clean. It's still a good It's still a good card, I think. I think it's, I no, think it's got I, a lot I, of utility. I think, I think it's fine in here because it also gives you a Vile Smasher for four. Sure, yeah, true. And it still does something. Thing. Mm. So yeah, I, I don't I, honestly. If you retuned this deck the way I think you need to, yeah. uh, I would actually say leave that in there unless it was one of the last ones and there was just something that was a little like if you're yeah, it yeah. was like you know what I need a, a card I'm going to talk about later in the podcast. I need to put that in there, and this is the only other thing I'd be like, okay, then you got to yeah, cut, then it. You gotta cut it. But, but if it no, was just a, oh, I oh, need to put a Farseek in here, let's no, be, let's I'd probably be honest, leave it. There are, and if, someone, if someone looks at the deck list when this comes out, this will probably look drastically different because I have the card sitting <laughs> in my house. Uh, that was yours. Yeah. My first one. Uh, you also it, had that on your list. You I had, had that on okay, my second cool. one. Okay, cool. So uh, with you picking that one, I want to say I'm channeling my mystic abilities that you might have uh, picked this one. Thief of Sanity? No. So. So I like Thief of Sanity, yeah. and what it does, it's one colorless, blue-black, creature, specter, 2-2, flying. But here's all what those makes specter it cool. tribal lovers yeah, out specter there. specter tribal. Uh, whenever Thief of Sanity deals combat damage to a player, look at the top three cards of that player's library, exile one of them face down, then put the rest into their graveyard. For as long as that card remains exiled, you may look at it, you may cast it, and you may spend mana as though we're in mana of any type to cast that spell. Woo! That yeah. was an encyclopedia. <laughs> That's a lot of text on a card. But here's why I like it. I love card disadvantage to your opponents. Yep. That's basically millum three. Check. Yeah, perfect. (laughs) Then, if you have Vile Smasher out, if it's an instant... Up, oh, I can now do this on other people's turns, get Check. that Vile Smasher damage. Yep. And then also, like we talked about with your stolen strategy, mm-hmm. oh, I see a Kozilek Butcher of Truth. Probably never going to ca- cast that. Let's yeah, exile that yeah, SOB. Yeah, totally. Get it out of here. And the similar to Gonti Lord of Luxury, it's all in the same block. Yep. So even if Thief of Sanity dies, you, you can, can still, still get use that it. card. Yeah, no, and, it's, and, and then the last thing I really like about it is that it does have some sort of evasion. Mm-hmm. So dealing combat damage isn't that hard. Yep. So it's yeah. it's great, uh, and it's funny because the Spectre, and it's only three dollars and sixty cents. I, I think it's I think that's because it's played in modern. I'm guessing that's going to go down. I bet you this think? is going to be a buck card. Man, I, I or, think no, it should I'm be sorry. More. It's played it's played in standard. It's oh, played in okay. Standard. 
Uh, yeah, and it's funny to think that a long time ago, the card that these are all based off of, Hypnotic Spectre, was a 2-2 flyer for three. That also, when it dealt damage, an opponent discards a card. This oh. is just so much better, oh, right? So, much so better. it's just great. Again, looking, it's funny how magic gets better over the yeah, years. Yeah, weird. Power creep. Uh, <laughs> so my second one, these are what I'm going to call my 4-1 cards. Okay. I have two of them. The first is Volcanic Offering. Offering. Yes. That's my third one. Is it really? Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, yeah it's sweet. If you guys can't tell, we do not sync up the cards no, that we pick this for is, this. this. So is, this is 100% yes, 100% random. So uh, Volcanic Offering is four colorless and a red for an instant. Yep. Important. Two blocks of text. Destroy target non-basic land you don't control and target non-basic land of an opponent's choice, choice. you don't control. And then the other block is... That's two non-basics. Second block is Volcanic Offering deals seven damage to target creature you don't control. Seven damage to target creature of an opponent's choice you don't control. Uh, okay, uh, I'm really bad at math. How many <laughs> non-basics total get destroyed? That would be two. Okay. How much damage gets dealt to creatures? Fourteen. For how much mana? <laughs> Five. Oh, and my it's God. speed, yeah. It's, it's, I think this card can is usually when I've seen it played is always a four for one. Sure. You get now you of, could have that spiteful person that picks the same non-basic yes, land and right. picks the same creature. But that person is a jerk dong, <laughs> uh, which is trademark now. So you see a cradle? Not anymore. You see an Atraxa? Not anymore. Why are you just picking stuff I play? <laughs> I'm just saying. I was going to put in Sarah's Sanctum, but I don't know if anyone plays that in our group. No. No? All right. Well, here we are. Or you could do whatever. It does. It gets a ton of different things. Any <laughs> my Aber Dual Lands just to <laughs> yeah, say, fuck see. you. <laughs> this is your Legends deck nightmare. <laughs> this is your Legend deck nightmare card. So it is, I will say it is only seven damage, but by the time turn five comes around, you're going to have a target. Yep. It may just be a utility creature. It may just be uh, an elf or a bird or whatever. You're going to have a target for that seven damage. And again, back to my favorite part of it. This makes the opponent seem like the bad guy because you can say it wasn't me who killed your commander. It was him. He could have killed anything on the board. And he chose that. So again, I just like it's it's. Yeah, I think it's no, fun. Yeah, I think it's, fun. It, it, it's a good card. I like it. It fits well. It's only eighty cents. So yeah. Uh, it, once again, I think this is one of those cards, kind of like your clever impersonator. When it comes to retuning the deck, I you would keep, probably you keep this in? I'd probably keep that in. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. mean, five mana for two lands and potentially two creatures. That's pretty big. At, so. at instant speed as well. At yeah. instant speed. So. so well, I have no more cards to talk about. So what's your last? <laughs> so one? my last one is another for one. But this one, when you play it in Plane Chase, can often be a five for one as opposed to just a four for one. And that card is Wind Grace's Judgment. Yep. So three colorless and Golgari, that's black and a green for an instant. For any number of opponents, destroy target non-land permanent that player controls. Great. Again, I, I play this almost exclusively during Plane Chase or when we're playing five or six players, and you're always going to get stuff for it. Yep. So I think, norm, I think normally... It's a little overcosted, and especially if you if you get stuck playing one on one, or if you drop oh, late yeah. game. Yeah. And again, it doesn't get lands, but that's not a big deal. But I think this is I think this is a pretty solid card in this deck, uh, and it's also five dollars, so it pumps the price point up on this one hundred and forty eight dollar <laughs> deck. Yeah. No, uh, I, I like this card. It is a bit overcosted. Yeah. I would say. If you don't have at least two opponents, correct? I, yeah, I think yeah, basically I agree two and a half CMC per mm -hmm. opponent is, is fair. pretty good. Yeah, because yeah. that's that's better than Putrefy, which is, is the, three. Is the next 
yeah. closest staple. Exactly. But again, uh, that's all I. That's all we got for the hops. Uh, looks like. uh, so guys, we're gonna wrap this with the yeast section. I want to start this off, and I yeah. know you probably picked this card too, Horror. considering it killed you. Consuming aberration. Oh yeah. Oh man, I this did not. Card's great. Oh, but this card. It, is, well, it pinged you for fifty last time. It was on, it was on the list, but I, this deck in its current form of this date in August has a lot of cards that are fun cards for me so and they're only played slash good not really in this deck so i really had to focus on those ones to talk about because i probably right. will never be able to again so consuming aberration is rad though yeah it's three colorless uh demir uh since big tuck was given off the uh, guilds Ooh. but for everyone who's not a super nerd out there it is blue black is what demir is it's a creature horror it is rare and its power and toughness are asterisks asterisks you'd be yes. like well, what the hell does that mean well it's power and toughness are each equal the number of cards in your opponent's graveyards. So regularly, this thing, as long as someone doesn't have graveyard hate, it'll be a 30-plus power creature. Yes. But it has another block of text that is more important and why I picked it is the one I want to talk about. Whoa. Whenever you cast a spell, each opponent reveals cards from the top of their library until they reveal a land card that puts those cards into their graveyard. Give me that mill. <laughs> yeah, and, and I like it because I think it pairs well with Vile Smasher because, I mean, yes, it just says whenever you cast a spell mm -hmm. on Consuming Aberration, so you could cast five spells in your turn, that's going to trigger five times. Sure. But if you want to maximize it, you cast one thing during your turn with Consuming, then it goes to your opponent, get the Vile Smasher trigger for their turn, and then they mill, and then the next opponent, Vile Smasher trigger, trigger, mill, yeah. and, then, and then you just try to do that each time. So it's not just milling and making this guy huge, it's also getting some random damage thrown mm -hmm. around and potentially killing someone. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah that's, I love no, it's this great. card. Yeah, I, I think it's awesome. I think it's almost a Demir staple. Yeah, I was about I, to say, is it an auto-include in anything with blue-black? I I think so. It just gets so big, and you're playing against so many people. I, I, think, I think so. Yeah, I think it's I think, great. I, th I think the only deck you probably wouldn't put this in would be a, a, uh, a I was going to say Atraxa, but that's just getting too specific. Any Planeswalker yeah, theme yeah, deck sure. that is Demir in the colors, I don't think it makes sense there. Yes, you're probably going to get it off your opponents, but you're not going to get it so much off of your stuff. Yep. So, yeah, that, that's probably the only time I wouldn't do it's it. It's awesome. But, I mean, yeah, it's it, a great card. It does, it does everything you want And it it's under $2. Yes. I, I don't understand why. <laughs> How have Commander players not just bought the heck out of this card? And just skyrocketed the price. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So, all right, man, what's your my, first one? My first yeast card is not $2. It's actually just under five. It's Mind's Dilation. Okay. So five colorless, two blue for an enchantment, which is a mythic <laughs> out of Shadows of Innistrad block. Uh, whenever an opponent casts... Insert other plug. <laughs> yeah. Whenever an opponent casts his or her first spell each turn, that player exiles a top card of his or her library. If it's a non-land card, you may cast it without paying its mana cost. Yep. So this just feeds right into the right into Vile Smasher. So oh, even absolutely. if you even if you don't have any if you don't have any instants, if you don't have anything to cast, your your opponents probably will. Um, it doesn't. It's also a card that I think probably. I would actually be interested to hear your opinion on this. I don't think this card's probably going to be targeted that much because it doesn't really hold the table hostage because it can whiff. It can hit a uh, ponder or it can hit a land. It can hit smaller stuff because it is, there's no way to manipulate your opponent's library. But to even beyond that, if they do tutor, right? They like, I can see they you're smiling. It. Yeah. yeah. They, they tutor for something, then they're going to lose it that turn. So yeah, they have so to think about it. Here's the way I look at Mind's Dilation. It's a fantastic card. I love it. I have it in, uh, I think, two or three decks. Sure. 
but it is something that does get targeted. A, because unless you're playing the ultra experienced magic player, which let's be honest, most of us are not. We just kind of do this as our hobby. Yeah, sure. You see something drop on the board for seven mana. You're like, oh, oh that's yeah. amazing. <laughs> oh, it has to die. Um, ah, so, fair point. yeah, that, that's that's kind of <clears> the first point. Second point is you kind of look around at the table if I'm one of your opponents and I say, well, what deck is, you know, Susan playing? What deck is Adam playing? And like, say, if one of them are playing my Joda deck, well, I know they don't, I don't want Anything. I don't yeah, want. I don't yeah, want none of that right, nonsense. Right. Or even my god deck. Or, or, or yeah, an Atraxa deck or an Eldrazi. If yep. someone's playing like a Jordan deck, I think there's too many decks to where by the time you get this out late game, that's when they're probably going to get their heaters. Mm-hmm. I don't want you getting free yeah, heaters free and free vile smasher triggers on each sure. of those turns. And this also, guys, just for clarification, says whenever an opponent casts his or her first spell on each turn. So if, oh. if you're playing a blue player and yeah, they're all yeah, about yeah. instant speed and reactions. You're going to be getting multiple, multiple stuff. things. Okay, yeah. yeah. It, this it, is going to get. I take it back. This is going to get targeted immediately. Yeah. Now, granted, it is an enchantment, like you said. It's going to be hard to get sure. rid of. But if someone has enchantment removal, it's coming they're, down. They're yeah, getting rid of for it for sure. So. But it, it, but it is good in this deck. I again, as we're retuning it, I would probably keep it in still. Sure. But anyways, that's my. That was my first pick. All right, my second one. I, I'm going to stop saying. Uh, oh, uh, big tuck. I bet you picked this one because I've been <laughs> wrong twice today. But I feel like this is one that you would have. But I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say. I hope you didn't pick it. I hope villainous wealth. Yeah. Ah, son of a bitch! <laughs> you should have stuck with your guns. <laughs> you should have stuck with your guns combo. So you know me well. I, this, yeah. card, this card is the best. Well, th- th- this card's amazing. Uh, I've seen it perform in real life. I've seen it perform on other podcasts. Podcasts, yep. game nights, MTG Anything. Goldfish, all of them. It, it's great, but it has to be done in the right circumstance, and we'll get to that. Sure. So, Villainous Wealth X and a Sultai? Correct. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting nerdier. Yeah. That is blue, green, and black. It is sorcery, rare and rarity. Mm. Target opponent exiles the top X cards of his or her library. You may cast any number of non-land cards of converted mana costs, X or less, from among them without paying their mana costs. The reason I say that this card... It matters what that X is, is because, yes, you want to dig deep, but I've actually seen people, our buddy that moved to California, I think this happened to... I don't think it was one of the core guys on game nights. It was one of their guests. I'm coming for you, Jimmy. Don't yeah. think I forgot about you. I'm coming for you. But not in Vegas because he's too scared. Uh, nah. I don't like Vegas. <laughs> so, and, and I've seen in both of these circumstances where they did it for eight or nine in the X, which you're just like, holy crap, that's a ton. Yeah. But they were actually one short of getting, of, of getting like two or three really big things, either like expropriates sure. or Eldrazi's. So the way I look at this card. I was, gonna, I was just actually, what the, when I was talking about this, I think we're on the same thing because my question to you is going to be, what's the minimum? What's the minimum you have to pay to make this card excellent? I think you have to minimum put in nine. Nine, nine? to ten. Okay, yeah, because mine was, if you can get ten... So, thir- so thirteen, you're yeah. gonna get you're gonna get something that's gonna be huge. Yeah, because if you think about it, the only thing. So if you do ten, the only thing that's eleven or more that you would whiff on would be like a Kozilek, an Emmercruel, an Ulamog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's only a handful of Eldrazi's that are that, that are massive huge, sure. that you're probably gonna whiff on. Maybe a Golta. I think Golta is what green 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 ten. because uh, it's power. Yeah, yeah it's it gets 12. reduced. Yeah, yeah, or green green ten. So there, there's only maybe. Playable in EDH. Do we even know anyone who plays a Galta here? Uh, I think Denny did. His dino if, deck? if he ever yeah. shows up again. Uh, uh, APB out for Denny. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, th- th- I think there's only think maybe ten, yeah. 
10 pl- cards that you would see consistently in EDH that you would whiff on if you did 10, 10. or more. The reason I said nine is because I don't think 10 you're going to really get a whole lot, a lot more, more, but at least if you do nine, so for 12 mana total, you're going to hit your expropriates, because yep. I want to say that's for nine. You're, you're going to hit your any ex, any ex, hoof behemoths. Yeah, any extra turn spell. You're going to get those values, get, those uh, big... Yeah, Nexus of Fates. Yep, those big, those big uh, crux of fates. Yep, yep. You're <laughs> no, going to you're gonna you get... You hate that card. You're it's gonna, a dragon one. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Uh, you're you're going to get most of the value, plus going nine deep in someone's yeah. deck. I don't know if going ten deep is going to matter, yeah. but I would not recommend to cast said. this thing. <laughs> uh, I, I can't even think right now. That was hilarious. So, yeah. So, I think going anything yeah. less than nine. So, if you do eight, seven, six, yeah, you might get yeah. three cards. And my, my, my example of that, too, is, oh, I'm going to cast this for eight. You're just great. You got a single target removal. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, that was my uh, second one. Nice. And, you know, one thing I was kind of noticing about this card, 85 cents. I, yeah. That's super, super cheap. I, I think it's because it's only played in Commander, and it's three mm. color costed, so it's sure. not like it's going to go in every deck. I mean, honestly, I should put this in my Atraxa deck with my infinite mana. Ooh. A million. Yeah, out. see ya. <laughs> uh, okay, so my next card is a, is sort of similar. Along All these ones are all about playing cards for free or for reduced. Sure. So my next one is going to be Sunbird's Invocation. Oh, sure. Which is another enchantment. This one's red. It's, it's like you have an enchantment fetish. It's good. Well, I, wait, was this in there? I don't know. Because I think the defenders had curses, which are enchantments. It doesn't matter. So five colors and a red for an enchantment. And this is where the rules lawyers will be perking their ears up. Whenever you cast a spell from your hand, reveal the top X cards of your library, where X is that spell's converted mana cost. You may cast a card revealed this way with converted mana cost X or less without paying its mana cost. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. So uh, you know you are hating on all these high-costed spells, but they do play well into this card. So you cast something for seven, you're probably gonna get something to cast. Sure. It may just be a ramp, but this always, this almost will always give you an extra card. The only thing that sucks about it is that if you get a card that's also huge, Vile Smasher won't trigger because you already cast your first. Correct. But um, that's small potatoes, I think. I think it also, this is just my bizarro chaos way of thinking. I like that it sort of sorts through your deck. Sure. In the sense that if you just have a bunch of shit on top, you get rid of it. But then I mean, that's, that's also, but the, the counter of that is you might have all your good cards and you're yeah, like, Yeah, ah. but you know what? That's the, I feel like you have to die on that sword yeah. uh, because <laughs> yeah. I'm very anti Terramorphic Expanse and those types of tutors uh, that I know everyone uses in That shuffle EDH. your library? Yeah, the shuffle your library. And you always say, well, it's a free shuffle effect. Yeah. And I thin out my deck. So I'll die on that I feel like that's the exact same thing that you were just like, I don't know, because I could have, like, it helps me get all my trash, but could it be the good stuff? Yeah. No, no. You have to be all in <laughs> on shuffling I'm this in, MO. I'm in. I'm on shuffles. All there's right. actually a card. There's a card called Soldier of Fortune that you can tap it and force someone to shuffle their library. Oh, yeah. It's the best. And it's a one drop, and I don't know where to put it. Maybe this deck, but who knows? Yep, yep. Anyway. So, yeah, no. That was, that's, that's it. It's I think it's... Again, it just gives you more value. And you know what? This is one of the cards that uh, we'll get into it a little bit later on my office hours because uh, this is the one I would keep in here. That's Mm -hmm. a Cascade-themed card. Yeah. Mainly because I think this is probably one of the most played enchantments in red because it's pure card advantage, something that red really lacks. Totally. So, yeah, I'm all for it. Nice. Well, my last one will kind of also feed into my recommendations, but Hypersonic Dragon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This was on the list, too. Oh, awesome. 
I thought it's I have talked about all mine, but this is one I was almost gonna talk about. Okay. So yes. So this one's three colorless is it, which is blue red. It's a creature dragon four four. Really not relevant. Flying haste also not relevant. Uh, but you may cast sorcery spells as though they had flash. Here's the reason that is relevant and kind of why I think this deck needs a lot of tuning. Vile Smasher, as you guys have heard over and yep. over and over, triggers on everyone's turns for the first spell you cast. Well, how do you usually do that on other people's turns, Jimmy? Well, it's usually off Jimmy. instant speed things. <laughs> it's Carla. Huh. Well, how many instant cards do you have in this deck? Wait, What's it? 20, I have the, I have 30, the, I have the answer. Seven. Ten. Yeah. So there's 20 sorceries, though, in this deck. With Hypersonic out there, you now have 30% of your deck that you can now do on everyone else's turns a, and get multiple Vile Smasher triggers. I'm also really excited because before we go into the office hours, I'm going to tell you exactly what you're going to tell me. I don't I think you know. I'll, oh, wait, well, we already kind of talked no, about I just it. No, I just know what to cut from this deck to make it better and how to make it better. <laughs> I, just, I just haven't. We'll see. We will see, oh. big duck. So anyways, that was my last one from a yeast perspective yep. because the reason I have that in the closeout is because if I can vile smash two to three times before I get back to my next turn, well, then that's just, yeah, that's a it banger. Should, it should get there. So, well, the last one we have is our spice package. And I actually, I want to say that you and I have picked the same one for this. Okay. Just mine, because we, go ahead. Mine, I was 50-50 on this. So there's two I want to talk about and I went with, I went with, like with a key. Oh. <laughs> just because this card has literally wrecked games for us. So many oh, times. Oh, God. Did you not pick it? <laughs> no. Oh. Well, so the one <laughs> I picked, guys, <laughs> is Perplexing Chimera. I should have. You oh should have. God. I don't mind. You didn't pick this one. Uh, card, guys, I, literally, I, if you see I someone play it. this card. I forgot it was in the deck. <laughs> <laughs> so just for everyone out there in Mythical Magic Land, if you see someone across or to the side of you play Perplexing Chimera. Kill it immediately. Kill do, it. Not, do not get held hostage. Yeah, it's not, not a nuclear bomb. <laughs> just kill it. Just, just kill get, it. Just get rid play, of it. Play your spell. <laughs> just get rid of that damn card. Do whatever oh, you have man. to. If, if you have to break the leg on their chair so they don't have anywhere to sit anymore and they have to stand and play, that's fine. Yeah. They deserve it because they're a jerk. Get rid, get rid of it. Yeah, don't they're no longer friends. Yes. Oh my God. So it's four colorless blue, an enchantment creature chimera, which you would think it's easy to get rid of. But let's talk about the text. Whenever <laughs> also, also call the rules, lawyers. <laughs> God. Oh man, when the stack gets out of We've control gotten, with this thing, we have gotten in screaming arguments yes. over this. Yes. So, whenever an opponent casts a spell, you may exchange control of Perplexing Chimera and that spell. If you do, you may choose new targets for the spell. So, here's the bullshit that happens <laughs> with this MF card. You have the Perplexing Chimera out. Big Tuck is like, hey, I'm going to instant speed removal Perplexing Chimera. Well, hey, I can take control of that and direct it to Mr. Combo number five's card. Yeah. And then Mr. Combo number five could be like, well, you know what? I'm going to counter that spell. Be like, well, you know what? I'm going to take <laughs> Perplexing Chimera and I'm going to trade it with the <laughs> yeah, counter spell instead. Now I'm going to counter that. And then it's just all this nonsense yeah, that it's, goes it's everywhere. It's horrible. So, yeah, it's absolutely terrible. It's the worst thing in the world. Don't be held hostage. Just, you know what? If you see it, Kill it on the spot. Mm -hmm. No, so. I completely agree. And for, for everything that you're hearing coming from my voice, the card's only $1.14. Oof. Jam Oof. it in every blue deck yeah, you have. So good. Be that guy. Yeah. I think, yeah, I know I have at least a couple. Oh, man. I should have picked that one. Mine was a toss-up, but uh, I decided to go, again, this is the only deck I have this card in. I'm going to go with Worst Fears. Okay. So it's seven... And Such a bad card. So it's awesome. Seven and a black for a mythic. Uh, <laughs> it's a sorcery. You control target player during that next player's turn. 
Exile or Spears. Why don't you just play the Soren Planeswalker? Or, even better, play Mindslaver, because it's an artifact that goes yeah. to the graveyard for the so same many cause. Better. So many but better. But this one's great! Sure, it's overcosted. Sure, you can only use it once. Sure, it exiles itself. Sure, it's a mythic from the Nyx block. But what fun to be had! You take over someone, you knock them out, then it looks like Vile Smasher has only one target. It's a pet card. It's the only deck I own that makes any sort of sense for it. And it's half a quarter. It's of 95 cents. Okay, so it's a tenth the price of Mindslaver. <laughs> so I, I think I found this in a box somewhere and I was like, this is the deck I'm going to put it in. That's fair. That's I, fair. I, I mean, I, like, I don't know what to tell you. All right, guys, now we're on to our three recommendations. We're basically, Big Tech and I give an under $5 recommendation, under $50 recommendation, and a personal recommendation of a card he should cut and a card he should yep. add. And I, honestly, I'm going to start with this because this deck has frustrated me to no goddamn end. <laughs> I knew, so. I knew as, soon, as soon as I said a word to you, I could feel your confusion, your anger, all the, all the other things of the dark side just well up inside you. And you're wearing red and black. I know. I really stared at that tapped out screen <laughs> just, on, just, just in confusion like, uh, Wednesday or Thursday this week it's, it's Saturday for everyone out there but I stared at it for like an hour and a half one day and I, I just had to go away your eyes like cross. yeah I, I was done so my under five dollar recommendation is to actually take out bitimus last Oh, Three sure. colorless, yeah. Rakdos, Instant, Cascade, and it deals four damage to target creature. That's a garbage card. Uh, put in Chaos Warp. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah. Chaos slam, Warp, slam uh, if you guys aren't familiar <laughs> with that, it's two colorless and a red. Basically, you target a permanent, any permanent, anyone controls, they shuffle it into their library, and then they reveal the top card, and if it's a permanent, it comes straight out. It's sitting under $3. It costs two less. There's only one color <laughs> it requirement actually, it actually on does it. does something. Yeah. And, and sorry, it's any, is, is it non-land permanent or any permanent? I think it's non-land. That needs to be cut. Uh, for Tar no, I'm sorry, target permanent. Yeah, so, it is yeah, target it is permanent. permanent. Yeah. It, and it's an instant. Yeah, no, yeah, I agree. No, that, that just needs so, uh, that just needs so the, I think the cascade, I think the cascade cards in here, because there are a handful of them, which I know we're going to get into. Yeah. I think those are remnants when I was playing this deck a lot in Fort Collins. And I was playing a guy who was playing a Yidris Cascade deck. I think I just got jealous and just ran them all in here because I didn't have another deck to do. Makes sense. Uh, my under five dollar cut, and I wanted your. I'm looking for your opinion on this one, Mister Combo. Okay. Because I think it might be a little too degenerate. Cut Curse of Opulence, which is a good card, but not needed in this deck for a Grafted Exoskeleton. So I was actually going to talk about putting Grafted in here. Okay. Uh, it's not as one of my additions, but so if you guys aren't familiar, Grafted Exoskeleton basically it's is a, it's, the four, it's four colorless for an equipment artifact. Yep. Equipped creature gets plus two, plus two, and has Infect. On Vile Smasher. Yeah. It's so dirty. So Okay, so that's what I was wondering because I, I know what it, you're going to say when you cut the deck, but if I want to make this good, there's a way where I could get this on Vile Smasher and start headshotting people immediately. Here's the thing. I think it's 100% fair because Grafted Exoskeleton also has a piece of text that says if this were to be removed off the creature, sacrifice, sacrifice this separate. creature. Yeah. And I think it's pretty easy to get rid of artifacts sure. and or creatures. Now, if it's and, a... And, and it costs six to do it. So it's unlikely correct. that you're going to cast it, equip it, and, and win the game. And, yeah. yeah. So, and, and the way I look at it is, you know what? If you can cast Vile Smasher, 
cast Grafted Exoskeleton, you're going to get your Vile Smasher trigger, but then have mana left over for the next person's turn to do another Vile Smasher trigger, you're probably going to win anyways. Right, yeah, sure. Uh, and you're not going to be able to do that with the way this is. You'd have to do so many different changes, adding all the double damage things. Right, yeah. Yeah, I, I think for you to make it degenerate, you'd have to put probably 75 bucks into this, maybe probably, 100. That's probably about right. But yeah. just putting a Grafted in here for under five, I think that's okay. Because yeah, once again, like our other podcasts, uh, our first one actually, guys, with Prosh, where we're doing Big Tux Prosh deck, and it was like, well, the altars in here, does that make it unfair? And it's right. like, well, not really, because you only have so, so few many ways, ways to, to get it up. Yeah. yeah. And I got no way to get artifacts in this. It'd be an increasing ambition find or something yep. along those lines. Exactly. So, anyways, so I thought that's one cut that would turn this deck into something where it, the chances of it winning skyrocket. Yep. So totally that was my board. under five. So the one that I have... Is this is your funny. under five? No, no, this is going to be my under 50. 50, okay. So my under 50... Uh, and it's funny because I literally just talked about this card, but cut Hypersonic Dragon and put in Bidal Yeah. Yep, yep. yep so makes if, sense. <laughs> if, if, and, you know, and here's the thing. I do have some logic behind this for everyone. So just to give everyone context, Vidal four colorless artifact. You may play non-land cards at any time you can play an instant. It basically gives all your stuff flash. It's uh, sitting right now at just under $30. Now, I know Josh and Jimmy from Game Nights are hardcore. I'm coming for you, Jimmy. Don't even <laughs> think about it. I'm oh, bringing all Lord. my artifact hate, and I'm blasting those Veldalkin Ori's that you guys love so much. So, uh, they really talk about how this card is a staple for just about every commander deck. I disagree. Uh, Same. I, it's, it's really, really good. But here's why I think you have to have it and in this, this deck. Oh, in this deck, it's a, it's, there's no yeah, You, you have to have it to have in it. here because of the Vile Smasher triggering on everyone else's mm. turns. And now, if you guys remember earlier, I kind of talked about how right now there's 10 instants, 20 sorceries. But then all of a sudden, if you add in a Veldek and Ori... Basically, take out the 36 lands and every other card now. What What is that? 64? Yep. 64 cards now can trigger. Uh, yeah, you, you got to go with that. I think there's even, you could even put in an Alchemist Refuge, which I don't have, which it's a land that for a green and a blue, tap it. It also does the same thing as yep. Vidal Ori. So again, just for redundancy, you could, I'm sure there's a land in here I could cut like, oh, I don't know, Arcane Lighthouse <laughs> 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 off the top. But you're, no, you're right. For my under 50, this card's actually only $7, so I'm going to cut Apocalypse Hydra for Exsanguinate. Okay. So Apocalypse Hydra, I have run this in four or five decks thinking that it's going to be great, and I think I just need to get over it. I think it's a bulk It's a bulk rare. I don't think it really does anything. Nope. It's X and Gruel, which is red-green. Enters the battlefield with 1-1 counters on it. If X is five or more, enters the battlefield with an additional 1-1 counters on it. Then for a colorless and red, you can remove a counter and ping someone. It's got to go. It doesn't yeah. do anything. Exanguinate, most people know it, but it's X, black, black. Each opponent loses X life, and you gain life equal to the amount lost this way. Better card. Apocalypse Hydra, the only argument is that it's a blocker, but with Exanguinate, you get the life back anyway. The only deck I think Apocalypse Hydra might work in, and this is a stretch, is a Rorik Thor deck. Okay. Just because it's a big creature, it's going to get humongous, and you can use it to ping off stuff with your leftover mana. But even that's a, even that's a stretch. I think I've been high on this card for too long. And just need to get over it yep. and just cut it. So uh, I actually have two. So we're going to move on to personal recommendations. Yep. Just because 
I literally just thought of this one while I was sitting here. I was like, okay. why isn't this? Wait, in a, the, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, and I almost have to kind of go in. Okay, it's not in here. Good. All right, so the one that I initially picked is Torment of Hellfire. Oh, yeah, yeah, Hellfire. yeah. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Just because you like the big X stuff. So for everyone yep. out there, it's X black black sorcery. Repeat the following process X times. Each opponent loses three life unless that player sacks a non-land permanent or discards a card. It's great because, I mean, you're just screwing over your yep. opponents no, on it's, those it's three fronts awesome. X times. But it's also great because if you have opponents that have stuff that says spells your opponent's control can't make you sacrifice stuff, well, then they're stuck losing three life or mm-hmm. discard a card. They don't even give the option. Oh, Torment's awesome, yeah. But here's the card that literally just came, came out, and it just came to mind. You have to get it for the deck. So Torment to Hellfire, eight bucks. So dude, would you cut it, and would you cut that for Lavalanche, which sort of does the same thing? Lavalanche is X and Jund. That's black, red, green. It deals X damage to target player or planeswalker, and each creature that player or planeswalker controls. No, I would keep that. Just because what it's I would, another. What I would probably do, honestly, is maybe get rid of Mass Mutiny. Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. don't see ways for you to be able to keep their stuff. And again, and, and again that was a, I'm going to take your stuff yeah. <laughs> leftover. So, so that makes if, sense. If you, yeah. if you had a way to keep their things uh, mm. or sacrifice their stuff so they don't get it back, then yeah. I'd say keep that. But I'd probably get rid of Mass Mutiny for that. Yep. Now, this card, I don't know what you're going to get rid of for it. Unbound Flourishing. Why haven't we talked about that? It's from Modern Horizons, two colorless and a green enchantment. Oh, for the X? Yeah. For the X thing. You have so many things <laughs> yeah, in this deck X. with X. Especially so, especially when it actually becomes good. Yeah. So for everyone out there, what it does is whenever you cast a permanent spell with a mana cost that contains X, double the value of X. And that's actually, and the reason it just came to me is I was like, no, keep Apocalypse Hydra, because if you do the five or more, then it enter oh. with an additional, and then it's going to do additional, additional. additional. <laughs> yeah, it, it just gets out of control. But for the stuff you already have in the deck, and I think now you probably probably have five or six X spells. Yeah. Whenever you cast an incident or sorcery spell or activate an ability, if that's a spell's mana cost or ability's activation cost contains X, copy, copy it. it. Yeah. And you may choose new targets for the copy. I mean, could you imagine having this out and torment a hellfire for even just five? Or villainous wealth? For five, yeah, but that, it's not it's not as it's not as big as a thing. But because tor- but you'll, you'll basically dig five, and then you'll dig five again. Or but you could do it on two different opponents too. Oh, that's a good call. I like that. So that that would be my personal recommendation. What, no, but for five, you'd actually dig for ten, right? Because the no. X is doubled with the first. No, thing? no. So the way the instance of sorceries work is you just get to copy oh, it's, that oh, spell. that's right. It's permanent. 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 Get doubled. So that's my personal recommendations uh, would, yep. would be those two. Which what's yours? So my last one, and you're gonna like this because I feel like you would like this card. IRL. Doubling season? Uh, <laughs> sure. Uh, I would cut Stunt Double okay. for Time Stretch. Okay. So Stunt Double is a clone. It's three colorless and a blue. Flash, you may have it enter the battlefield as a copy of any creature on the battlefield. Again, it's a Ghost of Girlfriend sure. pass. Uh, also, 350? <laughs> what? Yep. Uh, so that's insane. And then Time Stretch is, I think, eight. Two blue? Yep, you're right. $20? Yeah, $20. Eight, two blue. Target player takes two extra turns after this one, and it doesn't exile itself. So not only are you taking two extra turns, you're also burning for 10, which with Grafted would kill someone. Sure. Then if you want to be real degenerate, you could play more return to hand spells, like a regrowths and whatnot, bring that back, and then just headshot everyone through. So... I like it. It's a bit expensive for me. Yeah, yeah it's hard it's, to I chew mean, it's on a, it's, 10. But I'm going to say this. If you actually dived into this deck and made it, not tune it, but yeah. get all the trash out, 
and you just had room for it, sure. Right. But I think once again, if it came down to like, well, do I do this or do I do Valdakanori or that land? Right. You got to go with I'd that go other with those stuff. ones because it makes it better. But no, no, that's my that's, cu- that's my cut. I, I think with the other cuts in the deck. It would turn Vile Smasher into a headshot machine. Okay. So, anyways. So, so here's the deal, guys. We usually don't <laughs> do this, but I'm going to give you my office hours. These are going to be Mr. Combo Number 5's last thoughts. I don't know if I'll ever even do this again, but I'm sure I will because he has a lot of hot garbage decks that Fact. were just thrown together. So, before, I, before you get into it, let me give you what I think you're going to tell me. All right. So, cut all the curses. Cut all the cascades. Get things like Seedborn Muse and whatnot that untap your lands every turn or into the wilds, the new enchantment. Run Veldok and Orgery. Run bigger spells and give ways to get Vile Smasher protection. So then that way you can actually win the game as opposed to just fluffing around for five turns. So here's the thing. That sounds great, but I know you'll never do that because you have so many decks. So I went more realistic. Okay. Just ditch the Cascade sub-theme in the deck. Okay. So right now Big Tuck only has four Cascade cards and then Yidris that can give Cascade to spells after he deals damage. But honestly, you don't really have any real ways to give him evasion or beef him up to get that trample damage mm-hmm. through. So that's just worthless. So you could take out those four cards. What about, and, but Ethereum Horm you keep, right? Nope. So that, that that's includes gone that. Okay. So, uh, and that also, that four, so you got five total Cascade in there when you include Yidris, Ethereum Horn, Charlotte's Agent, Sunbird, Sunbird's Indication. Yeah. But, so I did say this, just take out the four creatures uh, and leave in Sunbirds sure. because you know what? That is straight value and it's hard to get rid of. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Add in Torrential Gearhulk, Farseek, yeah. Emmercruel the Promise End, and Mystic Confluence. So just to kind of give everyone some context into why I picked oh, those. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm going to pull up. I think I have a spare Farseek. You know what? And I'm sure you do. So <laughs> we're going to start off with Torrential Gearhulk. It's $3.80. No way, really? Yep, it's super cheap. It's do, dropped a lot. Do you remember when those used to be 35 Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah it, it, if you go to mtggoldfish.com, you can go. It peaked at 30 Wow! Back in yeah. uh, just two years ago. Yep. So yeah, now it's down to three dollars and seventy nine cents. Mm-hmm. Four colorless blue blue artifact creature construct. Not important. It has flash. Very important because you get your thre- uh, your vile smasher trigger yep, yep. to five six. So it's not a small creature by any means. Right. Yeah. But when it enters yeah, the battlefield, the you great. may cast target instant card from your graveyard without paying its mana cost. If that card would be put into your graveyard this turn, exile it instead. So it's a free spell. It's a free yeah. spell. If you kind of look at your instance and you're like well what realistically would even be worth doing that for well <laughs> i was gonna say worse fears but yeah <laughs> so you know one that i kind of thought of would be evacuation yeah 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 so you cast it you get the torrential it bounces everyone's stuff back because evacuation Inclu- you probably used it earlier Inclu- including your own including you get, your own yep. you get your torrential gear hulk back so that's kind of straight value yeah no i agree uh, another thing that can be good is your volcanic offering that we yep. talked about double that up wind grace's judgment Spent double that up great. so i think that's one of the ones you gotta do yeah I, uh, I like it far seek is just a colorless and a green you basically get to tutor for any basic land yep. that's not a forest I th- is that the one that, it, that uh, does yeah that? you're right yes yeah and or no 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 it's any i think it, it's any land type so I think you can go get duels and whatnot with it. Mm, I don't think it's that good. Oh, oh, yeah, no, it no, is, it is but it doesn't it's, include forests. So search your library for a plains, yep. island, swamp, or mountain card. Put it on the battlefield tap, then shuffle your, your library. library. I think you need that in there because I think you need more ramp mm-hmm. uh, and cheap ramp. Sure. So yeah. that, that's one. And then if we look up Emmercruel. That one's more up there. Yeah, yeah. So this is the most expensive that's the one. one. Yeah, 20, bu- 20 bucks. So, yeah, why don't you go ahead and read what it does? Sure. 
So uh, this is actually my commander for my colorless deck. So no, there I'm very you go. familiar. It's a legendary creature Eldrazi. It costs 13. And it's a 13-13 flying trample protection from instance. But this spell costs one less to cast for each card type among cards in your graveyard. And I want to pause there because you got so many card types yeah. in this deck All that I think <laughs> regularly he'll probably cost nine. She. She will probably cost nine. <laughs> but Vile Smasher will still get a trigger for 13. Mm -hmm. So, I'm on board with that. What's the second thing? And then you, you gain control of target opponent. When you cast a spell, you gain control of target opponent Target opponent during that player's next turn. After that turn, that player takes an extra turn. So, I think you literally yes. play this and cut out Worst Fears. Worst Fears, yeah. Works yeah. For me. It's, just, it's just way better. <laughs> 20 and, bucks, though. Come yeah, on. It, it is expensive. And then the last one I had for you for, was Mystic Confluence. Yeah. And the reason I really picked this one was just more versatility mm -hmm. and also it's wow. not that expensive. Four bucks. Three, yeah, that used to be a fifteen dollar card. Yeah, too. so oh. three colorless blue, blue instant. Choose three, and you may choose the same mode more than once. Counter target spell unless its controller plays three. So this one can be good. So even if someone has a crap ton of mana up, and it's like ah, uh, they they just played their Beastmaster Ascension. Yep. I'm actually gonna say you gotta pay nine extra if you want that thing to try and resolve. Or return target creature to its hand. You do that three times. Draw three cards, or any mixture of all of those. I think that gives you yep. a vile smasher triggers. It gives you a lot of versatility. So the way that I kind of did the math on this is that if you go with my Emrakul the Promisen recommendation, all of those cards, 35 bucks. $35? But here's the thing. We can get it cheaper if you take out Emrakul, which is the most expensive, and do Nexus of Fate or oh, Void sure. Winnower, you're at 15 to $20 total. Nexus of Fate dropped that much? Yes. So Nexus of Fate, guys, it was the buy a box Whoa. promo. Five colorless blue, blue, uh, instant speed. You can take an extra turn after this, and then if it goes to your graveyard from anywhere, shuffle yeah. it back into your $10. library. $10, wow. So yeah. seven mana, Bile Smasher, yeah. done. No, it's great. And then Void Winnower mm -hmm. is another slam dunk for this because it costs nine, <laughs> so it's a massive Bile Smasher trigger. $7, so it's like, oh, I don't want to pay the... Man, that used to be like a buck. Yeah, and, you know, whatever. Yeah, so, uh, it's an Eldrazi, 11-9. Your opponents can't cast spells with even converted mana cost. Your opponents can't block with even ver converted mana cost creatures. Yep. So, once again, it's kind of giving you a big Vile Smasher hit, but it's also oppressing your opponents sure. and what they can do to your side of the board. I think any combination of, of those, those six sure, cards, right. and you take out the Cascade stuff... For minimally under $20, you can make this deck way, way better. Oh, without a uh, doubt. So, yeah, that, that was those were my office thoughts. I, yep. I agree. Your thoughts about just stripping all that crap out, <laughs> that's good, but it's not realistic because you'd have to dump over $100 uh, to replace see, it all. But I don't know because, like, I think a card that works great in this one and in a lot of green decks is Wilderness Reclamation. So it's three colorless and a green for an enchantment. At the beginning of your end step, untap all lands you control. So it's kind of like a cheaper enchantment version of Sea Moons sure. Muse. So even cutting one clone sure. for that turns this deck on way faster than anything else. Well, speaking of Seedborn Muse, I think we should go to the bottle capping. Oh. Let's talk about Commander 19. The full spoilers are out. Yeah. Before we kind of get into the decks, they did reprint Seedborn Muse. They did. So uh, hopefully, hopefully that price drops. Yeah. They just did reprint it for... Battle Bond, and I'm looking mm -hmm. it up right now, so it's still ten dollars. But I bet you it'll probably drop to six, yeah, seven, yeah, for, for, a, for, a right for a little bit. Yeah, and, and you know what? Sale. When that happens, I'm gonna buy three or four because go. it goes in a lot of decks. Yeah, it's it's awesome. So what we kind of figured we'd do with this, guys, once again in our bottle capping, me and Big Tuck are gonna talk about what's going on in the world of Magic and our thoughts. But here's the deal: we only do one podcast a week, hopefully, potentially one day. Uh, <laughs> but there's a lot of content providers out there that are doing this once, twice, three times a week, and, and they they're take all the entire show. 
show. And they to take talk the entire about it, show yeah. to talk about this stuff. So we don't want to do that. We just purely want to give you our shower thoughts on Ooh. what this is. So what I we thought we some. would do for these is just kind of go each of the decks, say what the name is, what the theme is, and the new legends that are in there, and then just kind of three quick takes from yep. me and Big Tuck. So we'll kick it off with Faceless Menace <clears> is the Sultai Morph deck with Kadena, Rayami, Volrath, and Grismold as the legends in the deck. Mystic Intellect is the Jeskai Flashback Spellslinger deck featuring Savine, Elsha, Gerard, and Pam- Pramacon. Prama, 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 not going to work here. Uh, oh, doing this, doing the same. Uh, Primal Genesis is the Naya Populate deck with Ulta Palani, Girid, Tangarth, and Marisi. And finally, Merciless Rage is the Rakdos slash garbage deck oh, with Angie, Carrick, and that's Grevin. Not, that's not true. So, Big <laughs> Tuck, out of those four, uh, is there anything you're excited about? Uh, the only one I'm planning on buying is Merciless Rage. Man, it's garbage. <laughs> I, <laughs> All right, so here's, so, here's, right. so here's the thing. I will... Try buy, not to convince me. I will buy this deck and then immediately strip it for parts. <laughs> <laughs> so, I... I uh, We talked earlier about Madness a little bit last time, and I think it's a bad mechanic, and especially in black and red. You never really have the mana... And I have a Vampire's deck that's black-red that was given to me by someone that has a Madness sump theme, and I've ended up cutting 90% of it because when you get it... It's so situational, right? Even if you have a commander like the new one, um, her name is... Uh, she the, Angie? Yeah, Angie Falconrath. Even when you have someone that can give you that ability, you still have to draw a card that has madness. Sure. Right? And there's cards like Faithless Looting that get you there, but Faithless Looting doesn't have madness, so it sort of fights against itself. Sure. And even with the reprints, even with everything, I don't think it's a good... I think this would be a fun deck to play, I don't think it's good. So here's my thought. Uh, this Rakdos deck is garbage. Uh, it should be stripped for really the only decent card in that deck, Carrick, uh, Yawgmoth Sun. Carrick's going to be great. Four colorless, three black Phyrexian yep. mana, which if you guys don't know what Phyrexian mana is, uh, basically you could pay two life or the color for it. So basically it's four colorless. And then he makes all the black symbols on your cards activation yeah. or casting costs Phyrexian into Phyrexian mana, mana which is so, so you just sweet, dump yeah. it yeah think he's, of basically Bolus's Citadel but a I'm little gonna, bit more fair I'm gonna buy this card I'm gonna buy this deck take him out and put him as my commander for my black deck there for you sure. go so there's that I think that card's really cool in it I think Graven is interesting he's also a warrior which is cool if you ever want to build a warrior deck which I yeah. have in Najila but whatever and then I like the new chainer as well how sure. you can kind of you can swap out a card in your hand for one of your graveyard. So if you're running, I run a Rakdos Lord of Riots deck, and if I'm sitting with a card that just pings someone, that's great in the early game, but later in the game, I want to swap it out for an Eldrazi or an sure, Eldrazi or something sure. like that. I think it's fun. Again, I don't really, I wouldn't probably, I'll play this deck once, probably pre-built and then just strip it for parts yeah. out of the good vampires and the other good cards We're, to put in my other decks. So the the other three mechanics, morph, flashback, and populate, I was all for because I really think that 
outside of Animar for Morph, the yeah. other two definitely did not have legends that supported that drive. Are you going to do the Morph and something else? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll get to that. What I wanted to finish on, though, with this Rakdos deck is I think Wizards missed here by yeah. doing a Madness legend theme because there was already the best Madness commander you could ask for, Olivia, yeah. mobilized for war. Mm-hmm. And if you guys aren't familiar with that, basically, whenever you cast a creature spell, not even vampire, cast a yeah, creature, creature spell, spell, you may discard a card from your hand and that creature comes in with a plus one plus one counter in haste and is a vampire in addition to its other types well i literally built a madness rakdos deck for our buddy when he got married it's kind of like his bachelor groomsman gift type thing and the deck worked the only yeah. reason it doesn't exist today is he got an edgar markov deck and that's and just, just way yeah, better it's just it's just, it's just way better so i yeah i really don't think that they needed madness i don't think the community was asking for madness i would have preferred some old mechanic like a banding or banding, banding. horrendous or or even uh poison not infect yeah but just poison, poison. poison the fair version and, yeah. I, and i i agree with that and i'll go on to say that i have olivia in my marchesa deck because it gives a counter mm-hmm. right and haste i'm never i would never put angie falconrath in that deck yeah she's gonna go in my black red vampires deck because she's another black red vampire sure. that gives you some semblance of card advantage that's fair but it's i i, I agree with you the deck the deck is not greater than the sum of its parts. Yep. The parts in it, are, I think, are really good and exciting. The deck itself is pretty wishy-washy. Yep. So I actually am excited about two of these decks. Honestly, I'm excited for the morph deck. I'm just not going to build out a morph deck. I, I'd rather do something else for Sultai. Uh, but I am going to build the Jeskai and Naya, the flashback mm-hmm. and populate decks. I'm very excited about doing that Savine flashback deck. I actually listened to a lot of the reviews How's on the, that How's the generator are you going to make it? Uh, I'm going to try to make it as generate as possible. Uh, but I'm only going to put four creatures on the deck. So I'm mm. basically... <laughs> going to put Elsha, Narset, Promican, and Savine in the deck. And I actually already bought all my flashback cards. So uh, they're all in the mail. I wanted to do it before they all spiked. But it's basically going to be a flashback instant clone effects type deck. Okay, I'm going to try to do as much of that as I can. I know a lot of the podcasts are talking about how Elsha is technically the better of the commanders out of that box. But I like the fact that I can throw some equipment onto Savine to where I basically can never take damage because all the damage will get directed to him. And it's kind of like Steffi Doll to where he can't take damage. So I I love that. Um, And then I'm also going to do that populate deck and just try to build as many ways mm. to do extra combat phases and do all the tallest of the beaters. Sure. Just start yeah. as many as you can. I think making this a Jeskai deck with that last deck that just came out too, the other Jeskai commander. Oh, yeah. That'll uh, be in there too. I think they, cause, because I feel that the Jeskai before that was mostly just Voltron with the support usually sure. or Narset, which I used to play and it yep. sucks and it's boring. So I like that. And then the populate Naya is kind of in the same boat. It's kind of one of the it's one of the color pies that kind of gets forgotten yep. a lot, just because there's not a lot of fun. I think black personally has the most fun cards, and then blue has a lot of good support stuff in it too. Yep. So I think the fact that they actually give you a chance, they give you support to do a fun token Some strategy, variety, some, something. something where you're going to be able to you make a bunch of rhinos and stampede through, and give you an efficient way to do it, so where you don't have to backdoor into it mm-hmm. using a bunch of different other cards is is pretty cool. And I love the morph one, but I already have a Sultai deck, so what am I? What are we going to do? And sure. I'm not going to buy this one. Um, but I think to your point, all three are great except for the madness one. Yep. They kind of whiffed on that one, but what yep. else were they going to do? And I think I think the only way they would have made the Madness one 
more exciting is if they gave it another color. Oh yeah. Like we talked briefly about giving it a blue or something something else besides just black, red, yep. creatures and vampires. But you know what? I was doing the math. You know why I think they didn't add a color for that? Because they, there's no there's not enough blue madness uh-uh. cards that exist and they don't have, they didn't want to make new ones. Is actually if you look at all the colors, each color only appears in two decks. Oh, out of these four. Gotcha. And I think they got down to it and unless they wanted to add bring colorless back, mm-hmm. which I know they don't want to. Right. Uh, they they were basically stuck with doing at least one two color and I think they probably built out the morph the flashback and the populate and, and we're like, like crap what's left hellbent oh, hellbent maybe yeah. no no yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. yeah that's probably right on the money there yep so uh i'm just curious man overall your thoughts c19 compared to c18 just on the surface do you think they gave us a better product this year or do you think they missed the mark again uh i don't know i i'm kind of i'm kind of wishy-washy on it i don't think last year's was very Well, I will say this. I think this year, product-wise, value-wise, I don't know. I think this year's commanders are more exciting. Yeah. The one we talked briefly, the only ones from last year that really jumped out at me was Animatu because it's fun and kind of is something different. And Lord Wingrace, I think we talked Mm -hmm. about, is very strong. Um, I like the fact that they're trying to resurrect these mechanics. I like the fact that they're trying to give colors that are underrepresented a new voice, a new card, some new ways to go. I think that they're the reprints and everything they chose are pretty weak. Really? Seedborn Muse getting reprinted? But that's, a, weak? that's one, right? What else is there? Well, I don't know them off the top of my head. I'm, I'm you know, I, think, I didn't prepare for but, this. But, but, but also think there's no, there's no, I'm not, and again, I can't predict the future, but I'm not seeing there's going to be any chase card like a Teferi's Protection that, that no. got printed that's going to be a $40 card that's a staple. But that also hasn't, didn't happen last year. I don't, I agree. I don't think they want to print a card like Teferi's that, Protection in these decks because that's just going to drive this going to skyrocket the price of that deck up. Literally, Saffron Olive, I was listening to a podcast, and it was mentioned that he, whatever deck true name Nemesis came in, that came in. Oh, the Nekazar one? Yeah. 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 Basically, he literally just went around and bought every single true name Nemesis he could, because it literally just sold for twice the price of what it cost. He bought that that deck and then sold it. Yeah, yeah, sold it, broke it down, sold it for parts. And I don't think Wizards wants that. And I looked, and to to that point, I actually was curious before I pre-ordered of what the deck from last year were and most of them are 40 44 bucks still yep. no not i don't think a single one of the commanders from last year is over 60 yep that, that, and i think that's what they want mm-hmm. i think they want the decks to peak at 50 bucks aftermarket retail once it once they are once, once they're, they're out and established out, yeah. yeah and i think that makes sense so i think yeah i think overall i was more excited to read about these and the mechanics they have than last sure. year i'm still kind of wishy-washy on it that's fair. That's fair. You know, what you? I'm, what do you, what'd you think? I'm very pumped about it. Okay. Uh, like you said, the legends yeah. are very that, different. Like that's for true. example, I, I agree. I, I agree. I agree with that point. The legends that they printed are very cool, very unique. A lot of lot of functionality. In yeah. Them. Yes. Like like Ryami, first of the fallen. It's the Soul Tie colorless. If a non-token creature would die, exile that card with a blood counter on it. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah, the, basically, yeah. this creature gets all of the abilities, mm-hmm. like the first strike, double Flying, strike, yeah, 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 all that kind of stuff for anything with a blood counter and I'm pretty sure that even if this dies and it comes back and it's out with a blood it counter, yes. it, it gets yes. the ability yeah, still. Yeah, 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 that, yeah. That's freaking broken. Uh, another one that I pointed out and actually sent to our buddy that moved to California is Gerard, Weatherlight Hero, Boros, Two Colorless, oh, yeah, for they, his Brea deck. Yeah, 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 yeah. So first strike whenever they Gerard, finally, they finally printed a Gerard dies. that matters because yeah. the old one is horrendous. <laughs> Exile it, return to the battlefield all artifact and creature cards in your graveyard that were put there from the battlefield this turn. I have just mentioned this because our buddy likes to play Brea and these are Brea colors yep. and basically sack everything to Brea 
then get rid of him and then all that crap comes back and then he does it some does more it all, and it's just yeah, more degenerateness. Yeah. So yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm all about it. There's a lot of fun stuff here. We're talking about Carrick for everything I've seen value wise, just reprints alone. Uh, game nights actually got an exclusive thing with wizards and each deck was around 70 bucks in reprints. That's probably about, yeah. And, and then that doesn't even include the new cards. Mm-hmm. So you think about it, you add in the new cards, you're probably getting a hundred dollars in value. Yeah. I'm, I'm for that because I honestly think that last year's plane walkers decks, even with reprints and yeah, new cards. I think they're, they're pretty weak. Yeah, 60 bucks, 70 Tops. bucks. I'm, I'm excited. I'm glad that they did bring back old mechanics. Mm-hmm. I hope that this is not the anomaly, and I hope it's the trend. I hope next year it's more outdated mechanics like banding. I've been talking about banding on this Damn, podcast it's so every bad. damn Why podcast. Because it's so funny. That would be... Imagine they, if, if they will never. A, I guarantee they. I I will put money down. They will never make a banding card only because ever it's again. so complicated. It's just well, it doesn't do anything. Like they have combo blocks now, right? Like, that's awesome. That, that that wasn't a thing. Anyways, uh, but yeah, I hope they keep making old mechanics mm-hmm. or janky, crappy tribes like Kithkins. I or, hope or hominid. <laughs> hominid. Give me that hominid. A bird. Uh, so I, I really just hope that this is not the anomaly. I hope it's the yeah. trend. No. Uh, they were like, you know what? More, more. F- I, that's debatable. I, there's already I like, like Animar morph. If, if I already, if I didn't have a Soul Tide deck that I you would have built that. I would have built that in a heartbeat. Oh, okay. I think just just because it's got it's like on theme for me. Sure. It's a, it's a mechanic that's really not that good. Yeah. And this gives it a voice. The, sure. The ability to get a morph for free each turn. I think makes them way more palpable and yeah. way and way easier to go. So, so I like I like that a lot. Flashback I don't really think needed the support to be honest with you. But it, there was no commander that would take advantage that, of flashback. That takes advantage of it, other yeah. than Mizzet. Yeah, but who cares? Mizzet right. already has other sh- stuff going on. No, I I agree. But populate had nothing. Nothing. Absolutely Tristan, nothing. I've seen people play green white uh, Tristani decks that can get kind of that can get pretty off gnarly. the populate or yeah. is it just off of tokens and like it's more of other just it's more of just like the token, token. the token and see and this is yeah. the thing is I think this populate commander is really gonna matter for big tokens yeah, uh, yeah opposed yeah, yeah. to just making a billion okay, so, correct this this most token strategies to your point are all about one ones that you then go play wide Beastmaster Ascension with or whatever yep and make them huge this one I think is gonna be fewer numbers but more power more toughness yep. more abilities like Eldrazi twins yeah and yeah yeah like yeah, yeah. I, think, I think it's gonna make that I didn't even stuff. think and when I saw that in the list I was oh yeah that's great that's great it's in absolutely token perfect builder. yeah so no, yeah I, I and, and then we have already agreed madness garbage shouldn't yep. have picked it so anyways that's our C19 thoughts thanks for making it until the end everyone please leave us some feedback on iTunes Spotify or Stitcher if we totally suck please let the roasting begin <laughs> but if you enjoyed it Feel free to leave us some positive feedback. Maybe send us a cookie or two. Ooh. I'll eat it. Um, and whatever. If you, send, star- if you send over some fancy beers from wherever you leave. Oh yeah, wherever you please live. send send us some beers. We would. Uh, I'll drink them. I'd love to not drink them. So uh, yeah, and you know whatever star review on whatever platform you listen to us on, just to make others want to listen as well. Uh, and if you'd like to reach out to us, here's how you can do that. You can reach me at Mister Combo Number Five, all spelled out except for the five on Twitter, or you can reach our main account at cmd tower on twitter as well or www.cmdtower.com and we also have a janky facebook page don't go to it we've literally done nothing with it but the great thing big tuck has been tuning our website to pop out for you guys so big tuck if they have an idea on how they uh think you should improve the site how can they reach you you can't (laughs) 
Fair enough. Uh, and you know what? If you want to engage our awesome production team for your own future projects, how would they do that, Squee McGee? Oh, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Rich Chaos Records or richchaosrecords.com. Ooh, there we go. Nice. They do music, podcasts, and they do have a full studio if you are here in the Kansas City area or even come through for Magic Fest next year and you want to book some time, just bang on some drums, hit up our boy Squee. And of course, thanks you again to Pink Royal for the music provided in the beginning and the end of this episode. Big Tuck, any last thoughts? Coming in next episode, we're going to be taking our first crack at a monocolor deck yep. to talk through so we're pretty excited about talking about that too yeah yeah absolutely it's actually gonna be my mono black deck i call it teeny weenies and that's not a uh knock on my size so anyway guys thanks for listening catch you later catch you later catch you later